name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Brothers and sisters, from the very beginning of this gospel, Luke doesn't waste any time on wanting to show us a correlation of the sort of demographic of where Jesus is, his direction of journeying, and what's actually happening in this gospel today. He tells us, he begins by saying, on the way to Jerusalem, this, any first or second century Christian would know exactly what this would mean. Whenever Luke ever talks about Jerusalem or Jesus journeying towards Jerusalem or anything that has to do with Jerusalem, is never divorced from his passion. When you hear Jerusalem, you think of Jesus' passion because that's where he was condemned, that's where he suffered, and that's where he would die. So Luke is doing this intentionally. He wants us to see what's really happening in a sort of deeper way because the story that this healing that we see isn't separated from Jesus going up to Jerusalem. And I'll explain why in a second. But we have this sort of ideology and saying that we probably knew since we were kids, you know. Since we were kids, we would always say, you know, Jesus died for me. Jesus died for our sins. This was, I mean, something we all knew as kids. And we probably repeat it multiple times. We probably tell it to people, what have you. But this is a common thing that we say, Jesus died for me. Okay. But what does that really mean? You know, talk is sort of cheap, right? What does it mean that Jesus died for me? Because when we think about Jerusalem, like I said, we think about Jesus dying on the cross. But Jesus was abandoned on the cross, right? There are only a few people left at the foot of the cross. Whereas in many parables, many stories in the different accounts of the gospel, you see crowds following Jesus. But when it came to his passion, when it came to suffering, he was abandoned. He was on his way to Jerusalem. So now the story of the lepers, okay, there are 10 lepers. Anyone that these things, he was living a very difficult life. They were sort of shunned from society, all of these things that had to do with suffering, okay. And they asked Jesus for healing. They said, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. Have mercy on us could be equated with healing. Okay, everything is good so far. They knew they had a problem. They knew something was special about Jesus. They went to him for healing. Okay, he said, go and show yourselves to the priests. They did all of that. But only one came back giving thanks. Only one of them completed this act that actually happened. Because it's not enough to say that Jesus died for my sins. It's not enough to say that Jesus did all of these great things. Again, talk is cheap. It's, that's a sort of incomplete thing to say. Jesus died for my sins. Therefore, I'm going to take this certain action. The one man that had leprosy that came back to glorify God, to thank Jesus for what he did, he completed the act. He understood what Christianity was. That's why Jesus said at the end, he said, rise and go your way, your faith has made you well. For the other people, it was just convenience. They got what they wanted and they moved on. The, the act was incomplete for them. Now, for us, I'm sure all of us are constantly striving to be good people, right? To be good Christians, to be good followers of Christ, to try our best to be better people, to overcome the difficulties that we have in our lives. Fair. That's good. We should always try to do that. 
but not only when it's convenient for us. Jesus, on his way to Jerusalem, St. Luke is illustrating for us the abandonment that Jesus had to endure. And during this, this healing of the, the lepers, Luke is also showing us this abandonment that Jesus had to endure, where nine of them went their way and only one came back giving thanks. The reason why I'm mentioning this is because a lot of the times, unfortunately, the way we interact with people around us has to do with our own self-interest. And when you do that for so long, that sort of overlaps to our relationship with God. When we only have friends or our relationships or when we only talk to certain people because there's some sort of self-interest that we have, that's, that's a really sad life to live because there's nothing deep or genuine about it. And when you live that life for so long, then it becomes self-interest with the divine. Then it's only when, okay, I have a problem at the house, we have financial issues, the, you know, the house is on fire, everything is going south. Let me start glorifying God and begging Him and giving Him my supplication because this is really convenient for me to do. Or when something is going great, let me give thanks to God. But in between, there's sort of nothing going on. It's just dry. And that's an incomplete act by someone who should be a follower of Christ. Brothers and sisters, we could leave Mass today and become one of two people. We could either continue to be one of these nine lepers who just went about their way, got what they wanted from Jesus, and then continued their lives like nothing happened. Or we can be like this one leper that actually came back and completed the act by glorifying God. Because look, whether we like it or not, we could never add or subtract anything from God. God is perfect, God is eternal. There's not an iota that we can add to who God is. But the least we can do is do what we're supposed to do, and that is to glorify God during the bad times, during the good times, and during the times in between. That's what really reveals where our hearts are. And it helps us to really appreciate and understand the other relationships we have around us. The relationships that might only revolve around self-interest or whatever it may be. Maybe things could start becoming genuine instead of a veneer, instead of a veneer that we have in our lives. So, brothers and sisters, let us acknowledge the act of redemption, the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, and remember that he was abandoned. Then, he was abandoned when he did a good deed by granting these lepers healing, and not abandon Christ in our lives. Let us keep him close to our hearts, so that we too may glorify him in every moment of our lives. Amen.